Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. And and if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. It's nice having you here with us today and we we'll love having you here. Uh, make sure you stay tuned, you know, with your minds opened, you know, to receive the radical love of God that is going to transform your life forever. And we want you to also share those videos with your friends, your family members, neighbors, everyone you can think of to also come and join in in this love banquet show. And just before we start today, we want to wish every mother out there happy mother's day thank you so much for everything that you do for us i mean words are not enough to just say thank you but you know we just want you to know that we appreciate you we love you and we celebrate you and we're blowing you kisses all over from the love bank where show we yinka and esther all right i'm gonna put a stop to it right over there before i overdo it i'm gonna allow you to take it from mm -hmm. there all right, thank you so much. And once again, happy Mother's Day to every single person out there, every single woman, every single uh, mothers out there. We really want to celebrate you guys, and you guys are awesome. And if you're connected, and maybe your mom is not saying this with you, you can also share this with her, and let your mom also hear about the radical love of God. And of course, I've said this over and over, that the gospel is pure good news. There is no bad news gospel. It's just good news. There are enough bad news in the world. So when we come to listen to the word, what we should anticipate to hear are just good news. Jesus said, you are clean because of the words I speak to you. That should be the book of John chapter 15. And then in John chapter 17, Jesus said, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. Only good news can purify the heart. Of a believer so there are so many junks out there so many things on the media so many news that doesn't edify but when you come and you want to hear the word of god like this on love backward a true water television gets ready to hear some good news and then you know at the end of sessions like this you will be transformed from the inside out and so it's going to be an awesome ride and today of course our focus is the love of god but today we want to um, I, I want to tag this. I, I know I, I hardly tie to uh, our sessions, but let's tag this one. Your love versus God's love. And then I want us to read from the book of 1 John chapter 4. Let's just dive into it straight away. Verse 10. This is one of my favorite scripture. 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. My wife is going to read and I'm going to read. Because it's Mother's Day, she has to read first. <laughs> okay, so she will go first and then I'm also going to read. Thank you, Jesus. All right. All right, First um, John 4, verse 10, and it says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. And then NLT version says, this is real love. You know, the reason I like NLT is because it just, imagine if I'm reading, you know, in the old days, though, the way they read the scripture, you know, today we have so many copies of the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you are listening to this. If you're in Winnipeg, Canada, reach out to us. We'll send you a Bible. But if you don't have a Bible, if you're in any other part of the world, make sure you get a Bible. You should have a Bible. 
it's very very important anyway so but the way they read the bible in the old days is that everybody gather in the temple and then um, the priest or anybody who is qualified to takes the scroll and then he reads it out now imagine if i'm reading this to you for the first time and i said this is real love and i take a pause what will come to your mind I know today we have so many definitions of love on our head. We've seen so many Netflix movies, so many media, things on the media out there that as we define what love is. But you should pay attention to what real love is all about. Don't just tell me you know about love, you know. Um, people have defined love to be so many things. Love is the feeling you feel when you don't know how you feel. <laughs> and you know so many other kind of definitions. But this is the scriptural definition of love. And so blessed are you. If you are listening to the definition of love at Love Banquet series. And so what does the Bible call real love? Real love, according to the Bible, says not that we love God. I just feel as if God just for a start just make us understand. When I'm talking about real love, hey guys, I'm not talking about your love for me. I'm talking about my love for you. That's very powerful. And then the reason I started on this note is because an average believer thinks today that Christianity is all about me loving God. God, I'm trying to love you. I'm trying to love you. Mm -hmm. I've just come to announce to you today. The scripture, thank God you know my word, says real love is not you trying to love God. Real love is you embracing the unconditional love of God for you. But I want to love God. Exactly. The fruit of the spirit is love. You have to first of all understand that you are radically loved by God and you can't help it than to love God in return. That is how it works. The moment you think Christianity is all about you loving God, doing this for God, you get to a point where you wear out. You get to a point where you get tired. You will just wear out. You can't help it. But guess what? The more you begin to feed on the love of God for you, which the Bible calls real love, again, real love is not your love for God. If it's based on your love for God, some of us will be proud. We'll say, ah, we, we spend time with God. And then I'll make you feel bad because you're not spending enough time that I'm spending with God. And then on the other hand, if you spend more time with God and I spend more time with God, if real love is our love for God, you make me feel bad for me not spending enough time with God. Mm -hmm. And then you, you just pride in your, well, we spend time with God. We do this for God. But thank God, real love is not based on our love for God. It is based on His love for us. And this is what we'll explore throughout the session. So once again, this is real love. The Bible says, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. We need to understand this truth. Because the moment you understand this simple statement in the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 10, it will liberate your Christian journey. Personally, when I gave my life to Christ in 2012, my whole quest, my whole target is, I just want to love God more than every other person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and then, you know, at a point, I wear out. Because you can't do these things. We never had any love in the first place. And I didn't understand the scripture as at that time. But the day I understood that his love for me is endless, I couldn't help it. The things I had to be motivated to do when I was trying to love God, I was doing it effortlessly when I knew that he loves me radically. And it's the same thing we want to unveil to you throughout this journey. You know, the book of Matthew, we're going to read it shortly. But in the, there's a place in the scripture, for a start, the book of John chapter 1 verse 17 says, The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. The old emphasis of the old covenant law is all about man loving God. Thou shalt not, you shall, you shall not, you shall. And then the old emphasis summarized, if you summarize it, it's just, guys, love God with all your might, all your soul, all your heart. Let me show you that place in the scripture. 
Again, it's Mother's Day, so I'm going to allow my wife to read first, and then I'm going to read afterwards. Let's see Matthew chapter 22. If you're here to share this, while we open Matthew chapter 22, I want you to just share this with your friends, and then let's gather and feed on the Word of God. Matthew chapter 22. I'm going to start reading from verse 34, and then we'll read down to about... We'll just read about a couple of verses, but when we get to our emphasis, we'll just stop. But let's start reading from verse 34, Matthew chapter 22. Okay, you can go ahead. Babe. All right, so it says, But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was the lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Okay, let us pause there for a moment. So the Bible says in black and white, which is the most important? Let me tell you something. Anybody that is asking which is the most important is very intelligent. Because these guys are like, no, these laws are too much. Jesus, you know what? Just tell us the most important ones. Because if we can focus on the most important ones, I think, I mean, that would do us so many good. And then Jesus, thank God it is his word. He said, the most important one is that you must love the Lord your God. Listen, everybody. With all your heart, one, all your soul, two, and all your mind, three. The compendium, the most important, the summary of the law, again, in context. The question was, what is the most important commandment? In the law of Moses, very important. In the law that came through Moses. Jesus didn't come and give us law. He came to fulfill the law. Grace came through Jesus. So in that law, in man trying to love God, which is the most important? Just say, you know what? If you can just successfully love God with all your soul or your mind or your heart, then, and then you can love your neighbor as yourself, then you are good. I hope you know there is nobody that has ever successfully loved God with all of their heart, all of their soul, all of their might. There is an illusion of religion that makes you feel as if you can love God with all everything you want. I always jokingly tell people this. You know, we always tell God, God, I'm desperate for you. I would do anything for you. But the truth is, if they tell you now, as you're hearing this right now, clear all the money in your account. Let us use this for ministry. You would hesitate. Even if you eventually do it, maybe you don't have too much in your account, but you, there's this first hesitation, you would hesitate. Hmm. I'm not saying you don't love God, but you know, we are not so desperate the way we claim. And thank God it is like that, so that we can appreciate His own love much more. Because he was desperate for us. He didn't want heaven without us. So he became like one of us so that he can bring us to where he is. That is awesome. So real love, again, is not about our love for God. It's more of God's love for us. And when you begin to understand God's love for you, you can't help it than to radically love God in return. I do so many things for God today. My wife does so many things for God today. So many things. We don't want to go into details. <laughs> but if, if I begin to start, you understand all of these things. It has to be because we know that we know that God radically loves us. Nobody's motivating us. We just, we, we just can't help it. We just fall in love with God because he loved us first. So we're going to take time again to explore this truth. So Jesus said the totality, the most important one is love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all of your might. So we couldn't do that. Thank God we couldn't. Nobody has ever done that. There will always be one thing you are not doing enough. You can't love God with all of your heart or soul, your mind. But thank God he loved us with all of his might, all of his soul, and all of his heart. This is what brings about John chapter 3 verse 16. The most popular place in the scripture. For God so loved the word that he gave. He so loved us with all of his heart, all of his soul, all of his might. 
And this is the why he said he will never leave nor forsake you. So you should begin to understand the gospel, it's more of, again, unveiling the righteousness of God, unveiling the goodness of God, the loving kindness of God. Mm-hmm. How he so much loves you. Let me show this to you. Have you ever heard a place before in the Bible? It says, God engraved your name on his palm. Have you ever seen before in your Bible? Mm-hmm. Let me give you an assignment. You should, you should look for scriptures like that. God writes your name on his palm. He is always thinking about you. Have you ever read Psalm 8 before? There's a punchline in Psalm 8. It says, who am I? Technically, it is what is man, but I like to just personalize it. He said, what is man that you are mindful of him? It's a very powerful place in the scripture. Who are you? Literally, God is always thinking about you. Man. It is sad. And every believer is praying, God, have you forgotten me? He can <laughs> never forget you. You are looking at the wrong places. God is always actively thinking about you. You are not always thinking about God. At times, you think about your birthday party coming up. <laughs> At times, you think about, but He is actively always thinking about you. Again, what is real love? It is not more of our love for God. It is more of His own love for us. Amen. And what I'm trying to explain right now, you begin to understand that in your work with God, you will meet two categories of believers. I mean, I want to even center our teaching today on believers. You meet two categories of believers. There are some set of believers that want to boast about what we can do for God, what we are doing for God. Well, it's good if it's in context. But again, First John 4 10, real love. I'm not disputing the fact that you love God, but the scripture says real love is not more of what we are doing for God. It's more of what he has done for us through Jesus Amen. Christ. So you meet two set of believers. Some believers are those that tell God, Lord, I'll do this for you. Mm. And then I'll share from the scripture again. This is very, you're going to enjoy this session. And then another set of believers are the believers that boast more about God's love for them. Mm. God loves me radically. He can't stop thinking about me. I'm the apple of his eyes. The thoughts that fills his heart. Every morning, noon, and night. He has my picture in his wallet. He can't just stop thinking about me. He does the night shift because of me. When I sleep, he's standing next to my bed, watching over me. There are some believers like that. Some of them, myself, my wife. We, we just <laughs> radically want to focus on what God has done and what God is doing in our lives. We want to focus on his love for us. We want to focus on God's faithfulness, not our faithfulness. Because his faithfulness effortlessly will birth our faithfulness. Because the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. And then when you begin to behold his image as in a glass, we are being transformed effortlessly into the same image from glory to glory. So team A are the believers that boast about their love for God. Team B are the believers that boast about God's love for them. Now, there's a guy in the Bible, his name is Peter. Everybody should know Peter. And there's another guy, his name is John. These two guys literally represent these two sets of believers. So I'll put Peter on team A, I'll put John on team B. So Peter will represent believers that boast about their love for God. And then mm-hmm. John will represent believers. In fact, it was this same John that even wrote 1 John 4.10. Say, real love is not our love for God. It's more of his love for us. Mm-hmm. So I'll show you a place in the scripture. We read the book of this same Matthew again. And then there was a place in the book of Matthew where Jesus was talking about the Father. Somebody is going to betray him. And then Peter, again, that always boasts about his love for God. He said, God, no, 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 no. If everybody betrays you, I will never betray you. So we want to read that story. Read it for yourself in the scripture. So let's open it together. Matthew chapter 26. And then you begin to understand that real love, again, is not more of our love for God. It's more of his love for us. Let's read Matthew chapter 26. We're going to start reading from verse 31 
and we'll stop at verse 35. I'm going to allow my wife to read. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> All right, so Matthew 26 and from verse 31. And it says, Then says Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Okay, so sorry. I think your version used the word offended. Let me use read NLT. This one just amplifies what we were trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. NLT version of this verse 33 says, Peter declared, Even if everyone else desert you, I will never desert you. Another version says, Even if everybody leaves you, I will never leave you. And then what did Jesus say? Now, before you read what Jesus said in verse 34, again, what Peter said in verse 33 is dangerous. Jesus, you know what? I will never leave you. And then he was pointing to other disciples. He said it to their face. If all of these guys, if they leave you, Jesus mm. me, don't worry, I got you. I will never leave you. Now, I think just to take that as, oh, wow, I, I, I really appreciate the fact that you are bold, you love me. Jesus just checkmate him on the spot. Again, because real love is not more about our love for God. It's more of his love for us. What Peter was trying to do is, I love you, Jesus. I'm going to prove it to you. If all of these guys slay you, me compared to them, no. Their love is little. My love is high. Again, real love is God's love for us, not our love for God. Love is our love for God. But real love is, our, is God's love for us. Jesus said something that wasn't complimentary to what Peter said. So that, that brings us to verse 34. He says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Peter, this very night, another way to put it is in less than 24 hours. That didn't compliment what Peter said. What Peter said, Lord, I promise you if every... And then just say, you know what? You will actually deny me tonight. That didn't compliment what Peter said. Because Peter, again, represents believers that boast about their love for God. Mm. God, I promise you I will never do this. And then you do it. <laughs> I ever promised God before, say, Lord, I promise you I will never do this again. And then after that moment, 10 minutes after, you already... Get angry again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so again, real love is not more of our love for God. It is actually more of his own love for us. And then if you, you, you know the rest of the story, Peter denied Jesus. Not once. Maybe we'll have just said, ah, it's a mistake. Not two times. Maybe we'll have just said, it's a coincidence. <laughs> Three good times. So just to prove again that you can't successfully love God with all of your might, all of your soul, all of your strength. But guess what? The good news Again, the gospel is pure goodness. It's all about the fact that he loved us with all of his might, all of his soul, all of his blood. He shed it just for you. Mm -hmm. So again, it brings us to 1 John 4, 10. Real love is not that we love God. It's the fact that he loved us and then he gave himself for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's Peter representing believers that boast more about their love for God. Mm -hmm. And then the second set of people, before we go on a quick music break, are the set of people that boast more about God's love for them. And our case study in this case will be John. John always called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. In fact, if you hear John, you hear the, the beloved disciple. Because he always called himself. It's not because Jesus loved John much more. God mm. doesn't have a favorite. <laughs> but we can actually do what they call practicing the consciousness of God's love for you. Mm. I always radically do that because I just want to feel as if I'm the only one God loves most. But the truth is God doesn't love me more than he loves you. Mm. I may realize it more than you do, but God loves us equally. 
But again, real love is his love for us. So one of the best things you can do for God is to embrace his unconditional love flowing in your direction. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see the story of John in the book of John chapter 13 again. Don't forget, John always called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. And then they were about to have the last supper. And at that particular moment, Jesus said one of you is going to betray me. And then we had Peter in that gathering. We had John in that gathering. And then we're going to read it now, John chapter 13. But again, don't forget, John always boasts about God's love for him, not his love for God. But I hope you know, I will say this ahead of time and will confirm it from the scripture, that the only person who got to know that Judas would be the one to betray Jesus was John. And why? Because he was always leaning on God's love for him. It's almost as if you get access to more secrets, you get to know more revelation when you begin to feed on God's love for you, rather than boasting about your love for God. So let's start the book of John chapter 13. And then we'll start in from verse 21. I'm going to allow my wife to read. All right. So it says, When Jesus at all said, He was troubled in his spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. And 23 says, Now there was leaning, leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who he should be of whom he spoke of. He then, lying on Jesus' Jesus's breast, said unto him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. You know, Jesus didn't hesitate to tell John who it was. And again, this is what I just proved again. Jesus unveiled the truth to John. Now listen, because you may miss the point. Peter was in that gathering. John was in that gathering. Mm. How come Peter didn't ask Jesus himself? Listen, why do Peter think God or Jesus would tell John rather than mm. telling him? Let me tell you this. It's almost as if when you boast more about your love for God, there are times where you feel as if you are far from God. Because again, your focus will be more on your actions, on your works, rather than jesus finished works mm. and then the day you really try your best to fulfill your religious activity and works you feel as if you are close to god you feel as if god is close to you mm. the day you can't catch up with your religious activity again you feel as if god is far from you mm. so i, I possibly want to believe this will happen here for peter to say john you know what ask him ask him and jesus told john because again john was always leaning on mm. god's love for him yeah. I think one major thing God wants us to understand is that he wants us to talk more, boast more, preach more about his love for us and not our love for him. Mm. The book of Ephesians says the love of God surpasses human understanding. Paul was praying that may, may we understand the length, the breadth, the width and the height of God's love for us. In fact, the truth is till we will all die or till Jesus will come back. We can never fully grasp that unconditional love. So it will do us so much good that while we are alive, while we are on earth, before we see Jesus face to face, we study, we preach the love of God radically. Mm. Again, real love is more of his love for us and not our love for him. Amen. Till Jesus will come, ascending love can never be greater than descending love. Mm. Descending love will always be greater. It's like a child letting the parents, Daddy, I love you. Or Mommy, I love you. He may mean it, but the child can never love the parent more than the parent love the child. Mm. You know, so that, that's how it works. Again, ascending love can never be greater than descending love. What are we trying to communicate? First John 4.10 again. He says, this is real love. 
it is important we focus on what the real love is all about. Mm. Because real love doesn't shake. Real love is patient. The love of God for you is patient. At times you get impatient with God. If God tells you to wait on him for a season, like God, ah, this mm. season, you can't wait. Because your own love for God is not the real love. So mm. it shakes. But guess what? His love for you does not, will not, cannot shake. God's love for you is not based on how good you are. It is based on how good he is. Amen. And you didn't earn it. It's a gift. If you didn't do anything to earn it, you can't unearn it. You are sure. radically loved and you are stuck with the love of God for life. And this is what we're trying to unveil unto you today. This sounds so good to me. I know it should sound good to you as well. So just keep these things to heart. Meditate on it. We'll go on a quick music break. I don't know if my wife has anything to say before we go on a quick music break and then we'll continue from where we stop. Um, the only thing I just have to say to our viewers is, you know, practicing the consciousness of God's love allow you to rest in what Jesus has done already Amen. on the cross of Calvary. Amen. You know, you're not trying to work out God's love by your yeah. religious activities. Amen. You're not trying to think, oh, I have to pray certain hours yeah. during the day mm -hmm. for God to love me today. Mm -hmm. Or I have to know give a particular amount in my titan mm -hmm. for me to feel like you know i am loved by god i think the best best way to put it that is this if you're boasting in your works to to you know to quantify the love of god it's almost as if you're walking to hand god's love mm. when you're supposed to be practicing the consciousness of god's love and yeah. be resting in god's love Amen. i mean if you weigh it i'd rather be on the other side where i'm resting in god's love yeah. and just you know doing what i can do yeah. and because i mean if you look at it only speaking there's nothing we can do that can mash up to what God's God to, to, for, for what God has done Amen. for us because Amen. I mean it's not every day you'll be faithful with all your religious activities yeah. I mean we are humans and we are prone to make errors and yeah. that is one of the reasons why we have the Holy Spirit I mean if you just look at this whole thing it just lets you understand that it doesn't have anything to do with you Amen. it doesn't have anything to do with your works it doesn't have anything to do with your activities Amen. I mean your religious activities should be a fruit as as a result of the understanding Amen. of the fact that Amen. you love God Amen. for example like you know the things that myself and people we are privileged to do we are not doing because oh if we do it God is going to you know he's going to give us money or <laughs> because oh if we do it god is going to give us something or god is going to mm -hmm. give us that mm -hmm. i mean these things are going to come either we yeah. do it or not right. why because one we are his children yeah. and his goodness and his mercies they are following yeah. us yeah. so yeah. it's something that is naturally just going to come yeah. but us doing it is as a result of you know is a fruit of the understanding of the fact that oh I understand that I am radically loved yeah. by God. Hallelujah. It's just like, for example, like, you know, I'm married to my husband. Like, I mean, I can't imagine me trying to work for him to, to, for, love, to love me. <laughs> so I have to feel like, ah, if I cook this particular delicacies, maybe, oh, maybe he will, will love me. Cook it and then the day I don't cook it. You know, that's the thing. You know, doing it is not a problem. But when you enter performance thinking it is because you cook my best food, that's why I love you. So how about days when you don't cook it? Does that mean I don't love you? So again, instead of focusing on works, God wants you to rest and mm. just believe. God loves me. I didn't earn it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be insecure about, oh, maybe, am I losing his love? No, 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 no. It's a love that wants you to rest. That's what David understands in Psalm 23. Mm -hmm. He said, he makes me to lie down in greenest pastures. Mm -hmm. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to rest in his love. Mm -hmm. His love for you is evergreen. Amen. Rest in it. Mm -hmm. Don't stress. Don't say, oh my God, I have to do No, no, no. Rest. And in resting, amazingly, you will do more for God mm -hmm. than you will do while you are trying to make God love you. 
He mm. loves you. Amen. Understanding it will make you do much more for God. Mm. I, I, I challenge you and I guarantee you. I think uh, let, let's people medit uh, meditate on this for a while and let's go on a quick music break and then when we come back we'll take it a step further don't forget the goal is to make you understand that real love is god's love for you we'll be right back you are watching the true word television spreading the true word of salvation the true word television spreading the true word of salvation the church is divided today around very many topics okay divorce demons holy spirit deliverance miracle healing and so many other topics including baptism and so on people have their own opinion some pastors are defending their own point but what does the bible say about all these things i want you to join us every thursday starting 7 30 pm join our panel with a lot of different servants of god because we'll be discussing most of these topics and bring the light on what does the bible say so don't miss our program what does the bible say to know all the truth every thursday 7 30 p.m on the true word television hello everyone and thank you for joining us again at the love banquet show with yinka and esther and if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. In fact, you're joining us at an amazing time. Um, if you haven't shared this video, um, please do share with your friends, your family members, your loved ones, and everyone. And if you're also just joining as well, Happy Mother's Day. We love you. We celebrate you. Thank you so much. And we also want to give a shout out to um, Akawale Ezekiel, Isaac Amo, Bahati Mulumbwa. Thank you so much. We see your comment. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing in our midst today. And just before we went on a quick music break, we're talking about the importance of you resting in what God has done, in what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary, and you not trying to work out the love of God. It's not possible for you to work out the love of God because no matter how you try to work it out, I mean, you can't quantify what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary. And what God wants for us is for us to rest in what he has done. And, you know, we're using an example just before we went on a quick music break, you know, talking about the fact that 
you know imagine you trying to work out your husband's love or your wife's um love by doing something for them and that's the only way you think they will love you mm -hmm. and what py said was what happens on the day they don't um you don't get to do it they don't get to do it yeah. and i think the other example i also want to use is so imagine like okay maybe as a wife you know you prepare delicious meals and things like that i mean and your husband is you're used to thinking every time you make nice meals that's the only reason why your husband loves you so what happens on the day whereby you make a meal and you know maybe a mistake happened and maybe it was too salty or maybe there was <laughs> not enough salt i mean women you can relate that days <laughs> when you make some food and then you're like oh god what happened today now mm -hmm. and then and those days in fact, I think personally from just thinking about it now, I mean, there have been days that I have made a meal and the meal didn't go exactly the way I planned it. The amazing part of everything is that my husband didn't love me less on that day. In yeah, fact, I think yeah. on days like that, he has showed me more love. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm like complaining and be like, ah, this food is bad. Like mm -hmm. I don't like the way it tastes. And it's like, why are you condemning the work of your hands? I mean, at least if not anything, at least I appreciate the time and effort you put into yeah. it. And I mean, I love the food. I'm not complaining. And mind, I'm thinking, this guy is meant to be complaining. How come he's not today? He's, he's showering me even with more yeah love and you know yeah. shame you more i think it's the same thing with our relationship with god Amen. i mean god is not expecting us to walk out like his love for us and even when you're doing your religious activities out of the understanding of the love that god has for you mm -hmm. even on days when you're not able to mash up i mean if we're going to be honest with ourselves we all don't i mean we all don't observe all our religious activities every day yeah. i mean do you really pray one i mean if you're someone who prays one hour every day i don't pray one hour every day but i mean i have my prayers at in towers but i mean what about when you the days when you miss your prayer does that mean that day god is like i don't love you today mm -hmm. so something bad will happen to you today i don't care mm -hmm. no god is not like that but i feel on days like that god even you know it tends to even show us more love to make us understand that even when you when you can't even meet up with your religious activities even on days when you fall even on days when you make mistakes mm -hmm. i even love you much more i love you much more and i, I think it takes me to that part of the bible that says you know where sins you know where sins are bound even grace abounds much more there you know we're never talking about the context of sin but just talking about the fact that god loves you and he doesn't want you to walk out i mean try to end that love he wants you to rest Amen. in what he has already done for you and i mean there's nothing more beautiful when you just rest in the fact that i'm already loved by god i don't need to work it out Amen. i don't mean i don't need to pray certain number of hours Amen. i mean it's good to pray but don't pray because oh if i pray that's the only reason why god will love me no with or without your prayer the way people will say it with or without your prayer god loves you Amen. like even if you decide not to pray this all year that is not going to reduce the love of God for you. Amen. God's love doesn't fluctuate. I mean, it does not like like people with people I would say it. It's not boyfriend girlfriend relationship. <laughs> okay, you buy me something today, I, I love you. <laughs> you don't buy me something tomorrow, we are on break. <laughs> no, God's love is not oh like that. God. God's love is not like I mean, I mean, for those of you in a relationship, understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You're not feeling like okay, you woke up this morning, he didn't send me a text message. Today, I am angry at him. I don't love him for today. Mm -hmm. Okay, tomorrow, he sends me a text message. Oh, I love him today. Oh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. No, God is not like that. I mean, he loves us. Amen. I mean, 
just thinking about the fact that even before we all came into that understanding of saying that okay you know what god i you know i am i submit to your will i know i declare the lord jesus as my lord and personal savior he has been loving on us even way before that time yeah. because i mean he loved us so much that he wanted us to not live in bondage he wanted us to live a life of freedom he wanted us to still have that you know that direct communication with him which he, he knew that um sin is going to be a barrier and he was like what can i do so these people can still have that free communication with me yeah. they can pray with to me you know they can talk to me they can ask me for anything they can relate with me yeah. with, as a father and a child relationship and he was like okay the only thing i can do is to give up my holy son so that at least that way that sins will be taken away yeah. and that way they can still have that direct relationship with me that yeah. i want them to have it wasn't you thinking about it like and it was not us that went to submit the project to god like yeah. you know god you know the way you go to a company and submit to a project and be like god you know what I know we know we are bad, but now we're trying to fix our relationship. So so bring your son, let him die, so that we all can have a good relationship. No, it was never us that submitted the project. It was never an idea for us to even think about Jesus dying for us. It was all God. And it just takes us to the back that God has always loved us. So I mean, even if we're thinking about it this way, it means that you can't walk, you can't walk out God's love. You can just rest in what he has done for you. I'll help you where to take it from here. Yeah. Uh, that, that was really, really awesome. God loves you. We can talk about this. Every chapter of the scripture, I just feel as if I can just unveil it to just keep communicating this truth to you. You can't overhear it because faith comes by hearing present continuous things. You see, for God to create man, he only had to speak. But for him to redeem man, he had to bleed because that was the only choice. And then he chose to bleed because he loves you. And then let me tell you something about the, the love of God. He loved you before you gave your life to Christ, if you're born again. He didn't love you because you're a Christian. In fact, what makes the love of God so unconditional? The unconditional part is the fact that you have a choice of either accepting or not accepting it. Whether you accept or not, He loves you. And that's the thing. In fact, let me put it this way. I hope you know God loves the whole world, including unbelievers. Mm -hmm. That makes the love of God unconditional. Amen. If it was a conditional love, you only be loved if you're born again. And then as long as you're good, of course. But not all days you're good. There's some days where you are not so good. And then he never stopped loving you. Mm. And then for the unbelievers in your neighbor, in your school, God never stopped loving any of these guys. His love is unconditional. So this is what we are trying to unveil for you. And then if you're born again, of course, where we started this series is to make you understand there are two sets of believers. The ones in team A, the Peter kind of believer, they boast more about their love for God. And then the team B kind of believer, the John type of believer, boast more about God's love for them. The will of God is that every one of us begins to talk more about his love for us. Our sermons should be based on what God has done for us through Jesus, not what we can do for God. Not our, 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 you know, we, we pride in so many things we've done, so many things we've done, and to make other people feel bad that they are not doing mm. the way we are doing. That is not real love. Again, First John 4.10, it says, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loves us. And then you can't help it. When you begin to feed honest love for you, you radically and effortlessly begin to love God in return. Again, the fruit of the Spirit is love. So that love has to be a, a fruit. Not you trying to, Lord, I'm trying to love you. No, 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 no. The moment you get your point, like, I'm trying my best. Then you don't, you, you, are, you are working on your own strength. And then you'll be tired. You can't help it. 
you may stop doing your religious activity, you, you may just get fed up of the old Christianity. Again, because you are putting the emphasis on what you are doing. You should be resting, just like my wife said, resting in what Jesus has already done for you over 2,000 years ago. I will choose to rest to the, to the rest of my life. Because that's what God wants. It's more about His love for us and not our love for Him. So the love of God for you today is not the one you have to achieve. It is to be received. Don't try to make God love you. Mm. You know why? Because he already loves you. Don't try to hang God's love. You know why? Because you already have it. These are powerful statements you should keep to heart. And then let's wrap it up on this note. Again, 1 John 4, 10 NLT says, This is we love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And then because he loved us, he gave us his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Now, the death and the resurrection of Jesus has brought upon us today so many good tidings. So I want to show you from the book of Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to start reading from verse 3. And then we read about two to three verses. Some of the blessings that the death and the resurrection of Jesus has brought towards us. Some of the things God wants us to rest in. God doesn't want you to stress. God wants you to rest. So we're going to start reading from verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1. From verse 3, for time's sake, I'll just read this time, and then I'll allow my wife to take a break. The Bible says from verse 3, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. This is a very powerful statement. I just wish I can take time to explain what the scripture is talking about here. Paul was writing to the Ephesians church, and then he was giving glory to God. He said, All praise to God. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Stop for a moment. If you're a believer, just get this once and for all. You are not trying to be blessed. You are already blessed in Christ. You are the blessed of God looking for where to manifest. God has already blessed you. It's very good you read the Bible in context and in tenses. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. So you don't have any cause. There's nothing called generational cause. There's nothing called hereditary something. You don't have any all of those things. You can't have every spiritual blessings and there's room for any kind of cause. It's not scriptural. The only thing you have is blessings. That's why when you pray prayer point like God, every cause is God doesn't understand what you're talking about. Because as long as you are joined with Christ, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And if you're born again, you have every spiritual blessings. There is no room for any kind of curse. Never bring yourself again back to curse when God is putting you under blessings. You are radically blessed. You can't help it. For the rest of your life, you are just implicated because you receive Jesus. When you receive Jesus, you receive blessings you ever need for the rest of your life. The Bible makes us understand God has blessed us. God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Is the same thing with the favor of God. You already have the favor of God in your life. It's the same thing with the wisdom of God. First Corinthians 1.30, it says, Christ has been made unto us wisdom. You already have the wisdom of God. It's the same thing with the righteousness of God. You are, the, you are already the righteousness of God in Christ. You are not trying to be righteous. Again, you have already been made righteous because righteousness is one of the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So every time you want to pray, make sure you're not still begging God to give you what he has already given you in mm. Christ. This is very powerful. It will set you free from praying so many unnecessary prayer points. God loves you so much. And the moment you said yes to Jesus, because you accepted Jesus, God blessed you again in context with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Do you think anointing is a spiritual blessing? I think yes. Again, it's every. 
So you shouldn't be praying to God to give you more anointing. I know this may go against your theology, but I can prove it to you from the scripture. You have all the anointing you ever need. Before you start, for you to think God will not anoint you to do what he sent you to do, then you have a wrong notion about God. So you think you are begging God to give you anointing to do what he sent you to do? No. When God gives a vision, he gives provision. When God says you are a prophet, he gives you everything you will do to do that prophetic assignment. So you already have it. Though most of the time with our prayer, we get to see what we already have. But if you go by the scripture, John chapter 1 verse 16 says in black and white, it says, of his fullness have we all received grace upon grace. You receive from the fullness of God. And if it's from his fullness, you can't run out of it. Again, this, this, this verse says, Ephesians 1, 3, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessings. You are not trying to be blessed. You are not trying to be anointed. You are already anointed in Christ. The Bible says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you, not an inferior spirit, not a less spirit, the exact same spirit lives in you. How much more will you not quicken your mortal body? You have all the things you ever need in Christ. Most of the time, when we don't see it or we don't believe this scripture, we again beg God for what he has already given us. I want you to start living like a son. Again, we are amplifying the love of God for you. God loves you. So when God says you'll be a preacher, he has given you all the anointing you ever need. It takes faith to even work like that. Because without faith, you can't please God. Unbelief is you again begging God because you feel like, yeah, God, I don't think I can do this. God, give me more. Give me more. He has given you every. That's how God works. God doesn't work from the beginning to the end. He works from the end to the beginning. So everything you ever need for your life, for your ministry. If you're going to be a parent, don't think, oh my God, will I be a good parent? No! You have all spiritual blessings and wisdom is one of them. So you already have the wisdom to be the best kind of parent. If you're going to be a wife, a husband, don't say, oh my God, will I be a good husband? No, 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 no. You already have all spiritual blessings. And then the wisdom to be the best kind of husband is part of the spiritual blessings. This will transform your life if you understand the concept. You have already been blessed. So focus on God's blessing that you already have. Stop telling him to give you what he said he has already given you. That's how spirituality works. You begin to walk and rest in your inheritance. Again, if you are not resting, you'll be disturbing God to give you what he said in black and white in the scripture that he has already given to you. It's a good place to wrap it up. But let me wrap it up on this note. I want you to be that kind of believer that boasts more about God's love for you. Boasts more about what God is doing for you, what he has done for you. Because the more you begin to do that, you can't help it than to do more for God. When you understand that God's love for you is unconditional, your own love for God, you can't help it. Galatians 5 again, the fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit. It just comes naturally. You just love God. You just realize you can't just help it. You want to pray. You want to study. You want to listen to engrafted word of God that is able to save your soul. So be the John kind of believer. Because if you are the Peter kind of believer that boasts about your love for God, the same way Jesus told him, you will slide me in less than 24 hours. And then when you get to that point, you get disappointed in yourself. Oh my God, I thought, no, God doesn't want you to get to that point. Whereby you are blaming yourself, hurting yourself. God wants you to look onto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. God doesn't want you to look at yourself. When you look at yourself, you see the things you are not doing enough. When you look at Jesus, you see everything he has done enough. It's called finished works. He doesn't want you to add your works to it. It's love for you today has nothing to do with what you're doing. It has everything to do with what Jesus has done for Amen. you. Hallelujah. We should wrap it up on this note. Before we pray for everybody, I'm not sure if uh, my wife has anything to say. And then let's pray for everybody. Um, I just want to encourage our viewers that as they go through the course of their week, um, 
you know, let them practice the consciousness uh, that they are loved by God. You now, one of the things you said over and over again is um, Jesus didn't love um, you know, John more than any of the other disciples. Okay. The difference was John practiced it the more. Okay. And you know, during the course of your week, you know, just practice the consciousness of God's love. I mean, every time you think about it, just like, ah, God loves me. Amen. He's thinking about me right now. Amen. I mean, just practice the con practice the consciousness of God's love, Amen. and you will see that you won't have to force some things to happen. Amen. It will naturally just Better. flow out of you. Better. I mean, it's just like you trying to beg somebody to like you know to 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 evangelize to other people to tell them about who god is you know i mean if they really understand of how much they are loved in god you won't have to beg them mm -hmm. it will naturally flow out of them because okay. i mean it's just like if you're as as um if you look at little kids right when their parents buy them a gift yeah. you don't have to beg that kid to tell another family member who comes visiting or another guest who comes into the house to what tell them like oh my dad bought me something everybody who steps into that house you see them kind of gifts oh did i tell you my mom just bought me this yeah. my dad you, even you're like i didn't even ask you okay. why are you telling me all of those things okay. i think it's the same way yeah. it will be different it will naturally just flow out of you because it's it's a good news you can't contain i mean the gospel is just a good news you can you can't keep it to yourself you just want to tell everyone you come across like do you know what Jesus did for me? Like, Amen. do you know how much peace I have right now? Amen. Do you know how much hope I have? Like, how much joy I have? Just, you know, just having an encounter with Jesus is something you will, it will naturally just flow out of Amen. you. You wouldn't need anyone to motivate you Amen. or to give you reasons why you have to, you know, why you have to evangelize to other people out Amen. there. Amen. So as you go through the course of your week, yeah, practice the consciousness of God's love. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, finally, let us pray for everybody who is connected right now. And, you know, the Bible says perfect love casts out every fear. Mm. And over the years that I've preached this, I've, I've seen the fear of people disappear. Mm. The fear of, oh my God, what's my tomorrow going to be like? Mm. Okay, so many news in the world. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. What's going to happen to me? Mm. No, no, no. That fear, if it's pure love, First John 4, 18, there's no fear in it. We're going to mm. pray for you right now. And every form of negative emotions will disappear. Amen. And then you sense the peace of God that surpasses human understanding again in your heart. Amen. And you really, really know that your Father in heaven, God, loves you. Father, we thank you because everybody listening right now, you know them by their name. You even number the hairs on their head. There's nothing more beautiful than getting to know that the God of the whole universe have our name written on his palm. We want to live in this consciousness for the rest of our lives. We want to live in that consciousness when we go through our week. Amen. We want to remain focused on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. I want this love, oh Lord, to melt away every fear and anxiety from our heart. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If there's anybody who's trusting God for healing, Lord, I command the healing power of God to rest upon them. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus took their infirmity and by his stripes they'll be made healed. Amen. I declare healing is yours. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name I be prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, everybody. We really love you. And once again, happy Mother's Day to every single person. And this is True Water Division. Don't forget to keep sharing the good news. Tell your friend about this channel. It's a Christian channel whereby we share gospel, good news every single day. And I'd like to add this. They, present, they show movies, Christian movies once in a while. You should just update and turn on your notification button to get notifications when we go live. And then, of course, my name is Yinka Akiola, and this is my beautiful wife, Esther Akiola. We'll see you guys next week. God bless Bye. you.
You are watching the True Word Television, spreading the true word of salvation. Television, 
spreading the true word of salvation. If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus Music